I am not an expert. I've never published a book or taught a class, but I love quilting, and I love talking about quilting. I make a lot of mistakes, but I like to think that sometimes I learn from them and get just a little bit better. If hearing about someone else's goofs and mess-ups makes you feel better about yours, then I've done my job. Join me now as we talk about quilting for the rest of us. Hey, I'm Sandy and I'm a quilter and welcome to episode 108 in which we have some pizzazz and I'm recording this on Tuesday, November 6, 2012. Um, oh, it's around 7.30 at night and I am decided I might as well try to get an episode out tonight because my husband's very late getting home. He had to stop over at his parents' house to help them print some boarding passes off, etc. They're heading out to California to visit their other couple of sons and families that live out there. Um, for Thanksgiving, and they leave tomorrow morning, I think quite early, so they were having some problems getting their boarding passes to print out, so he headed over there, which means he's sitting and chatting with them, so I'm not entirely sure exactly what time he'll get home. So I thought I might as well try to record an episode and see if I couldn't get it done before he did get home. Um, in any case, I voted today. Did you? Um, I'm actually distinctly avoiding the TV at this point because I just would get too stressed out by all the pundits and their opinions. So I'm just kind of waiting until it's over. Tell me what happens at the end. Okay, uh, let's see. I've got a lot of just kind of catch up stuff to talk about today. Um, first, a very happy announcement. Tanisha and I have both done our drawings for the Band Book Challenge giveaway. Um, she announced her winner. I'm going to let her tell her story, Tanisha. So um, check her blog and or listen to her podcast. I'm not sure if she's posting a podcast tonight or not, but she definitely announced it on her blog. So make sure you check that out. Um, I have also posted on my blog uh, my winner, but I'll announce it here. Congratulations to Jackie of So Excited Quilts. Um, Jackie, thank you so much for uh, contributing to your quilt in the Flickr group. It was a really wonderful one, and it is a book that I can't even begin to imagine being on the banned book list. Um, but that's probably better than two-thirds of the books that are on the banned book list. I can't imagine why they are on there. Um, and for everybody else, you just got to go to the Flickr group and check them all out. Jackie won a $25 gift certificate to eQuilter.com. So, um, Jackie, you know my rule. You got to send me a picture of whatever you make with the fabric whenever you make it, which is, of course, going to be next week, isn't it? Um, in any case, thank you so much to everybody who did participate in the Band Book Challenge, and thank you especially to Tanisha. Um, it was a lot of fun working with Tanisha on this uh challenge and we're already making plans for next year. I especially want to give thanks to Tanisha because she really did the heavy lifting on this one. You know, it, it hit right when I was in the midst of my mad travels. So I wasn't able to um, hold up my end of the stick as well as I might normally do. And so I really appreciate that Tanisha was so patient with me and did um, go ahead and, and take care of putting together certain organizational aspects of the uh, challenge, including the Flickr group. And so she and I have already talked about what we're going to do next year. So uh, make sure you put that on your calendars. I know Band Book Week is in October. Unfortunately, right now, I don't happen to remember offhand which week it was. Somewhere in the middle, I think. Um, so, you know, my word to you, start reading your band books now. Um, let's see, the last episode I posted the night that my eponymous uh, hurricane hit. And... I believe I posted it just about an hour before we lost power. We did lose power for um, 
fortunately, only about three hours. We really did not have it too badly. And in fact, that just kind of meant for a very quiet evening for us. We have Coleman electric lanterns here um, because, frankly, losing power where we live is a fairly frequent occurrence. So we're prepared for that, at least for short term. And so we have electric, you know, Coleman electric lanterns all over the house in strategic locations, ready to be grabbed should the power disappear on us at any given time. Um, and so we just lined those up around the family room and then sat and read magazines. My husband had his iPad. He was reading blogs on his iPad. I was actually holding off using my iPad with because I didn't know how long we were going to be without power. And if indeed it was going to last days, I wanted to be able to have my iPad later. So I didn't use it that night really at all. Um, I had a stack of magazines I had to go through. They had been just accumulating again while I was traveling so much. And so it was really time for me to kind of sort through them, figuring out, you know, which pages I wanted to rip out and keep versus what I was going to pass along. And so that was a good opportunity to do that. Um, but the power came back on before we went to bed that night. So we really got along, got away very easily. A lot of people in our city were without power for, I think, up to about three days, maybe four days. Um, but, well, I should say a lot of people were that power for about 24 hours and then they slowly, you know, started regaining power. Um, I, it was only a pocket that was without power for several days. Um, there were a lot of downed power lines and downed trees and stuff. We didn't have any damage at our house. We didn't have any trees because the wind was coming from the wrong direction for us. We, our house was in a very protected location, which is unusual because where our house is usually, any slight breeze, we get hit like a gale force wind where we are. <laughs> so it was really kind of strange that this time the wind was coming from the opposite direction. Um, but that did protect our house. So we really didn't have the issues. And I still, you know, I've got friends in Jersey still who um, are without power. So it's, you know, I'm really holding folks in my prayers. It's going to be a long, long haul. And I do know there's at least two different quilt drives going on. Of course, getting quilts in there is going to be problematic. Um, but they're, you know, looking at how they're going to do that. One of them is through eQuilter.com. I don't, I'm sorry, remember who the other one was through. I know I just saw a tweet come through about it last uh, tonight. So just kind of keep an eye out. You can check eQuilter.com. You'll see it right on their homepage. Um, but keep an eye out. Other folks are doing it. Um, so if that's something you want to participate in, there are going to be opportunities to provide quilts because these folks are not going to have power again anytime soon, some of them. And it is cold up here. It is really cold. And there's another storm that's supposed to hit in, um, I think, Wednesday, maybe, and bring a lot more rain. So a difficult situation is just going to get more complicated. So um, if you're a praying person, please send up your prayers for those folks. If you're not a praying person, send them your good vibes, whatever you want to do. Um, they're going to need a lot of help. So um, that is, you know, just heavy on my mind. Um, let's see, another kind of, I, I really do have just sort of a random collection of little things I've been sort of throwing on my notes page for the last week or so, things I wanted to remember to talk about. Um, I did check, I remember last time I talked about having checked various countries' iTunes sites to see whether there were reviews, and I had not at that point checked Australia. I have since checked Australia and New Zealand. Um, Australia, there are two reviews for the podcast, so thank you so much to Australian listeners. Really appreciate that. Um, like the support. 
I am also finally getting back into the swing of blogging after being kind of absent for some time from my blog site. I have restarted the Total Color Tuesday posts I've done. I just posted my second one again this morning. Um, I think I've got six left. I went through the book. There are a lot, a lot, a lot of color harmonies in that book. And I was trying to go through, you know, one blog post per harmony. Last spring, I kind of combined some like posts or like color harmonies in a single post. This time I decided I'm just going to start combining because I really want to get through this book. And if I didn't, I'd still be at it for months from now. So um, the next few Total Color T Tuesday posts are going to be several color harmonies kind of in one post. For the most part, related ones, you know, ones that are fairly similar to each other, but not always. There's going to be a couple that are very distinct from each other. It has been a lot of fun to do that Total Color Tuesday, and it, if nothing else, it really refamiliarizes myself with my stash, because every time I go from the book, which is, um, oh, I don't remember the name of the book. Hang on, let me go double check. <laughs> Sorry about that. You would think after living with that book for so long, I'd know exactly what it is. It's Color Magic for Quilters, and I do have that linked on several of the Total Color Tuesday posts. So if you go back in time and go to some of those earlier Total Color Tuesday posts, you'll find the link to the book. Um, I think it's out of print, but it's still readily available. Um, in any case, each time what I do is I'll describe what the color thing, uh, color harmony is in the book, and then I use a fabric color wheel that I have that we developed in our design study group, and I then pull fabrics from my stash to see if I can create that color harmony using my own fabrics. And then I also use the Joan Wolfram 3-in-1 color tool, and there's a reason why I use both, which I talked about at some length in one of those Total Color Tuesday posts, and I probably also talked about it in a podcast episode previously. So again, go back in time, find that, um, and see why I do both. But then I also then try to find fabrics using the 3-in-1 color tool as well. So it makes me dig through my stash quite a bit. Um, last spring, I discovered I was really, really short on yellows and oranges in my stash. So now I just try to keep that in mind. And whenever I'm out, you know, at a, an LQS or, or shopping online or whatever, I try to be very conscientious about whatever I'm buying. I'll then look and see, well, is there a yellow or an orange or something I can throw in my cart as well, just to kind of beef up that part of my stash. I really do like having a workable stash. My stash is extremely usable now. I've been able to make two or three projects recently strictly from my stash, um, which is a really good feeling. It's nice to be able on the spur of the moment to decide, hey, I want to do thus and so, and just pull stuff off the shelf and be able to do thus and so. So that's a lot of fun. Um, I know I've talked about stash building in the past. There's different opinions about stashes. Some people don't like having a stash. Some people have huge stashes, which might be more called warehouses. Um, my stash is a very workable size. I'm quite comfortable with it. I am trying to work from my stash right now, but that has more to do with college tuitions than it does with worrying about the size of my stash particularly. In any case, um, do go on Total Color Tuesday. The thing about those posts, it's not just me blogging. I post a linky every time so that you can then play with those color harmonies using fabrics from your own stash. And um, you can then link, you know, blog about it and then link it to 
uh, my blog post so that people can see what you're doing as well. I want to say thank you again to um, Jackie of So Excited Quilt. She did link to my last one. Noni had been linking to them last spring. Um, she's pretty busy right now, so I'm not sure if she's going to be able to link up with us. I do know she's doing the Total Color Tuesday, or at least listening or reading them and paying attention to them. She's let me know that, but I don't know if she's going to be able to post her own blogs. Noni, I hope you do, because we miss you. But we all understand busy. Some new news. I am going to be attending a one of the very first meetings. I think they've met three times already. There is a modern quilt guild that is starting in my area. And I'm going to be, um, a friend of mine and I are going to the meeting. I think it's next week, I think. Or the week after. I think it's next week. Because we're closer to Thanksgiving than I think we are. <laughs> It's what I'm going through in my head is how many weeks do I have left of Thanksgiving? Um, November is going fast. Uh, so I think that meeting is next week and I'm looking forward to going. I'm not fully committed to yet another guild meeting. I'm just not sure I'm going to have time for that in my schedule, but I'm always interested to go and see what's going on and being able to hang out with my buddy will be good too. So um, that'll be interesting. It'll be fun to see what they do, who else there, you know, how many people, that kind of thing. Um, one thing I do want to let you know about that I'm going to be doing, and I hope you will do too. On Sunday, November 11th, Katie of Katie's Quilting Corner and Pam of Hip to Be a Square are co-hosting a Google Hangout, which is sort of a video chat room kind of thing through Google, but you can also do it non-video if you so choose. Um, I haven't decided whether I will do video or not. It kind of depends on what I look like that day. Um, plus, as I was emailing back and forth with Katie about this, trying to figure out how to set it up so I could be on video while I'm sewing at the same time and not either, you know, have my video camera obstructed by fabric all the time, which, you know, it's probably more interesting for people to view my fabric than it is for them to, <laughs> to see me. Um, but also trying to pay attention to other people on video while I'm sewing, I could likely put a needle through my fingers. <laughs> I'm still trying to kind of figure out how I'm going to intersect with this, but I'm definitely going to do it. Um, it'll be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. So I hope you will join in too. If you're interested in doing it, be in touch with either Katie or Pam and um, make sure that you get the, the link. I think they said they're going to post it through Twitter. Um, I don't know about anywhere else. So if you're not on Twitter, make sure you're in touch with them to see how you could get news for the link for the Google Hangout. Um, and then the last thing I've got going on calendar-wise is actually this coming Saturday, I actually get to go to the Sew Day from my guild. My guild has Sew Days almost every month, not entirely, but um, almost every month they have Sew Days on Friday and Saturday. And people just go and, you know, set up and sew. And then everybody brings potluck lunch. And... Um, I was able to go once or twice while I was on sabbatical. I've not been able to go since. And um, I'm not going on Friday, obviously, because I'm, I'm, well, actually, I'm taking Friday off, but I'm spending it with my husband, mostly because he's going to be gone out of town um, for a significant period of time after that. So I decided it wouldn't be very nice to say, hey, I know this is your last day home, but I'm ditching you. <laughs> so I'm going to spend most of Friday with him. But then on Saturday, I, he'll be gone. So I will be going to um, my guild so day. And I've already got my stack of stuff I'm going to bring. I like to bring things that don't take a lot of thought and that are fairly fast and that I will probably be able to get done pretty quickly at a sew day. And I also don't want to have to bring a lot of stuff with me. So altogether, they are fairly streamlined projects. And um, all of these are new projects. I'm not bringing anything that I'm currently working on. I don't think. This may still change. It's only Tuesday. 
that'll be Saturday. I might have a different thought in my head by then. Um, but I have decided I am going to try to pull off. Don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, but I'm going to try to pull off making two quilts for Christmas. Um, throw quilts, you know, kind of cuddle quilt size, not bed quilt size. I have... Um, there's two kids that I consider my niece and my nephew. They are living with my sister. Um, they're not blood relatives. They're living with my sister. They're basically, my kids call them their cousins. Um, they've been in, part of the family for the last um, two or three years, I guess. And I was realizing a few weeks ago, you know what? They don't have quilts. So they need quilts. So I'm really going to try to pull off making one for each of them. Um, I do what know what, again, I, I just call her my niece. I know what her um, favorite color is now and fortunately I had been thinking about this you know over the weekend and I pulled aside I have this bunch of fat quarters that are up from oh what's the guy's name Jason Yenter Yenter I think that's his name Jason Yenter um, in the beginning fabrics I have a stack of fat quarters a collection that I've had probably two years maybe even three by now and they are gorgeous and they're all in purples and greens. And then there's some cranberries. I think what it was is there were two colorways and I probably couldn't decide which one I liked better. So I just bought some of each. Um, and I'd set those aside thinking, you know, that would make up something really pretty for her. Well, then I had emailed my sister to say, what are their favorite colors? Turns out her favorite color is purple. So that worked very, very nicely. Um, my nephew does not have a favorite color. Apparently being a 14 year old boy, he has never expressed a particular color preference to my sister. Um, so I'm going to be looking at just sort of, you know, some general guy type colors. I do have a fair amount of black and gray in my stash, but I'm not sure what the prints are. I, I'm only looking at kind of the ends of the fabric from where I'm sitting here. I don't know if the prints might be too too girly. So I'm just going to kind of play around, maybe find, figure out a design I might want to do, and then look at what kind of fabrics I have in my stash. If I can't do it completely from my stash, I will go shopping. Um, but that'll just take longer and lessen the possibility I might actually get it done by Christmas. Um, so I pulled a bunch of my fat quarter books off of my shelf, and I'm going to sit and go through them tonight um, and see if there's a particular design I would like to do for my niece's quilt. Otherwise, I think I might just do another stack and slash because I do like the way those turn out, and they're very fast, and they're fun to do. Um, and I know I could get that one done in time. So that that's sort of my plan B if I can't find a plan A I like better that I think I could actually get done as quickly. So that's my main project to, to work on this weekend. Um, my other main project to work on it this weekend, and I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility that I could actually get both tops at least pieced. Not positive. I could probably get one top completely pieced and another one about halfway pieced. So I could I could feasibly make significant pro uh, progress on this. Um, I was pulling, when I was putting together some blog posts and stuff last week, I was talking about, no, I guess it was, I was posting projects on Thread Bias. That's what I was working on. Um, going through Thread Bias, posting some of my, you know, past quilt projects on there and everything. And, and one of them was the um, quilt I made for my niece last year, a different niece. Um, last year for Christmas that uses, excuse me, it's a design that uses five yards of fabric. It's called a five-yard quilt. And as I was looking at that project, I was thinking, you know, that was actually a pretty easy project to, gather, to put together. Gee, I really ought to do another of those. It would be a great way to use up some more fabric for my stash. And I've got several that are, you know, kind of collections that I've bought over the years. And so one night I decided, well, let me go look at this. And I found um, three 
fabrics that were part of a collection that I had bought again several years ago. Absolutely love them, have never used them. Obviously, they're still on my shelf. One of them, the focus fabric, I, I think is actually like a yard and a half. It's more than just a yard. And then the other two that went with it are each a yard. And it did not take me any time at all to find two more yards of fabric that go with this beautifully. Um, and I just, this is for me. I would keep this quilt myself because I love this fabric so much. And I think this could end up making up a really, really pretty quilt. Again, just a throw quilt size, something I would curl up under when I'm reading, that kind of thing. So that's the other project I've got with me. Um, the other one I sort of laid aside, I doubt I'm ever actually going to do, but I'm going to carry it around for a while <laughs> until I decide whether I'm going to do it or not. Um, I, I have a charm pack pattern for table runners. I've made several table runners over the years from this pattern. It's a, a cute pattern. It's a great way to use a charm pack. And I've got another Christmas charm pack that I've had for a long time. And I've got a bunch of charm packs. I'd really like to just start using them up and make these kind of small projects um, once in a while. So I've got that with me too, just in case I decide to get in the mood for it. Um, so that's my Sodan Saturday. That's what I'm heading for. In terms of my project that I'm at work at now is my nine patch pizzazz. I've been blogging about this, so um, and I talked about it in previous episodes. What has the only thing that has changed is the potential destination for this quilt, and I'm still sort of debating this, um, for only for one reason. I had a, a friend of mine and a colleague, um, one of the women that served on our board a few years back um, is a, maybe two years younger than me, maybe three years. Younger. She's a little bit younger than me. Her husband just died this weekend unexpectedly. Um, breaks my heart. And I, as I was kind of really feeling for her this weekend when I got the news, um, I sat down and started working on this quilt at one point and it suddenly struck me this quilt would be ideal for her with the scripture verse that's on it, with the other words that show up on it, the feel of it, um, it really, I think, would be a, a really meaningful gift to give her. So rather than thinking about putting it in the auction this summer, I'm now thinking, you know, I'm kind of repurposing it in my head that I think it needs to go to her. Um, unfortunately, that would mean I wouldn't have anything <laughs> in the auction this summer again, unless I, you know, get something done this spring. Um, but that's okay. That's nothing new. I haven't had anything in the auction for years. And you know what? You do what you have to do because if a quilt tells you it needs to belong to somebody else, it needs to belong to somebody else. So now as I'm working on it, it's taken on even more meaning rather than just something I'm just kind of, you know, getting through to use up this fabric. Now I'm thinking about her with every seam that I sew. Um, so that's kind of the, the only real, real shift in the work on the nine patch pizzazz. Um, I've started piecing the top together. It's, it's a type of design that you have to chunk. Uh, if you're not sure what chunking is, this is something you will have heard Francis on Off Quilter Quilt talk about it. Jay of Art Quilt Maker fan, uh, fame is a big, she's a chunking evangelist. Um, I don't chunk all my quilts. Sometimes to me, it takes me more time to figure out how I would chunk them than it does to just sew in rows. I, I don't really have problems sewing in rows. I use pins. It's great never really had an issue. Um, but this design, you you really have to chunk it because you don't have the way the blocks are, they, they don't always neatly line up in horizontal or vertical rows. Um, so what I did 
There was one night I thought I was going to have time to sew, and I was just exhausted. I hadn't been sleeping well, so I decided not to sew. But what I did was just moved all the blocks around on my design wall to figure out where those chunks were going to be so that I wouldn't end up accidentally having to do an inset seam or something, you know, chunk something that didn't fit neatly together. Um, so I did that one night. And then the next day, again, I thought I was going to have time to sew, ended up with less time than I thought. So that day I um, went through, I have the Fonz and Porter directional pins. If you haven't seen these, I ended up using these quite often because I am not good at remembering which way to press my seams so that the seams will nest nicely together when you sew two blocks together. Um, again, that's not something you have to do. It's not a, a rule that's made to be broken. It's just it makes life easier on you. If you can press your seams on two blocks in opposite directions, when you then sew those two uh, blocks together, they just works. They, they blend much happily to get more happily together if the seams are in opposite directions because then they nest nicely. Um, so this quilt, this uh, nine patch pizzazz, again because the blocks are not neatly in rows, I kind of had to think through, all right, well since I'm going to be pressing this one right in the right direction. This means the next one has to be left and that, and then I follow that down. So this one would be right, this would be left. So I had pins sticking out all over the place, right, left, up, down, making sure I was sewing everything in the right place. And then as I'm sewing each chunk, I have a, um, thanks to Mary from my guild, I have a foam board covered with batting that's maybe two feet by two feet, something like that. I'm looking at it now. I'm a really bad judge of size just by eyeballing something. I think it's maybe two by three, two by two, something like that. Um, but what I do is I'll carry that over to my design wall, move some blocks to that, carry that over to my sewing machine, sew those blocks together, and then put them back on the design wall. And so I move every one of those pins onto that <laughs> foam board so I can keep track. And then I'm only sewing one set of blocks or one chunk together at a time rather than trying to do chain sewing just because I've got to keep track of that. Plus, I have to keep track of where these blocks are because it's virtually impossible for me to tell once I take them off the design wall which block goes where. So I really have to be careful that I am tracking every move I make on this thing or else I'll mess up my layout. Now, it probably wouldn't be a huge deal if two blocks got switched. Nobody else would ever notice. I would know and it would drive me nuts. Um, so that's where I am with the nine patch pizzazz. I'm really hoping to have the top pieced by Friday night. Um, I Again, I'm taking Friday off. I'm probably not going to have a lot of time for sewing on Friday, but I might have a little bit, but it's really, you know, the top is going together pretty quick. So there's no reason why I shouldn't have it done by Friday night. So that's the nine patch pizzazz. And that's actually all I really have to talk about on this episode. I do have some... Um, I'm sorry, I just got beeped at because I was trying to move a window I wasn't supposed to move. I'm trying to pull up my listener comments. I do have some this week. Yay, you're all talking again. That is so nice. Um, I did get comments through Flickr, and I also got a lot of comments through Thread Bias on the projects and some great conversation because I posted this nine patch pizzazz in progress as I was trying to figure out the layout. And I would post a picture of, okay, here's one layout, here's another layout and got a lot of really good input. So, you know, if you're not involved in Thread Bias yet, I know some of us are gun shy about it. I'm a little bit gun shy myself, um, but I'm really enjoying the community. It's been very helpful for me in, like I said, in Nine Patch Pizzazz. Um, 
And it's fun to see other people's projects and, and comment and have conversation that way. So I am having a lot of um, comments there. I'm just not tracking them. So um, all of you, if any of you are thread bias people and you've commented on my projects, thank you very much. I'm just not going to mention you by name. Um, I also got some comments in Flickr that I've also not tracked, but thank you for those of you who um, have commented in tr uh, Flickr as well. Boy, I'm sorry, my email is just making all sorts of noises at you tonight. I'm just not going to edit it out. Jackie, again, of So Excited Quilts. I guess I should just call this the Jackie episode because she keeps coming up in conversation. Uh, she left a comment on my last post, episode 107, in which I get ready for me. I had talked about using peppermint oil and had questioned whether or not that would be um, something that people with allergies would have issues with, and she did comment on that. She says, I so appreciate your consideration for those of us with severe allergies. In regards to peppermint oil and allergies, I could do peppermint oil, also some herbs and fruit essence oils, all natural I can do, not floral. I have a friend, however, without allergies as a rule and would be sneezing like crazy if she came in contact with any mint. Have fun sewing. So again, um, it could be that because these are natural oils, they are less likely to make people... Um, allergic, you know, that have severe allergies, but it all depends on the allergy. So again, when you are in crowds or out in public, just be aware of what you smell like. Um, thank you to Laura and Sandy of Quilt Cabana Corner and Fiona for your comments on my Alice the Spider, uh, which was my band book challenge entry. And also thank you to Molly Eliza, who talked about, who left comments on my band book challenge giveaway blog and she says, banned books, can there be any? I love books and would buy them all if I had enough space and money. And you know what? I'm with you, um, with you on that. It's really hard to imagine that in the stand time, we're actually banning books, but I'm not going to go on there uh, on that rant again. Um, thank you so much to uh, Katie, um, who is not any of the Katie's of any of the podcasts or Twitter. Uh, for her comment and my sister Di also commented on my blog post found time and some quilt progress and she said the transcendent or she said that the nine patch pizzazz um, when I had it arranged randomly said uh, let's see the lack of border adds to the feeling of freedom I did a paper on American transcendentalism in art during seminary and this quilt is very reminiscent of that movement so I'm gonna have to go she left a link on transcendentalism and art and I'm gonna have to go check that out um, Noni says, oh, when I posted a blog post about Saturday progress organizing and dreaming in which I talked about what I was going to bring with me on my so day, she says, if you're having a hiatus after a long absence from the machine, you might find that you just want to so, so, so. So it is better to have too many projects than not enough as long as it fits in your car. And she also asks whether I've been able to work on my craftsy class. Um, I am working my way through the free motion quilting class by Wendy Butler Burns. I don't remember what the actual title of the class is, but it's the one that's done by Wendy Butler Burns. Um, and it's more of the intro. I think she's got two. It's the intro level one. And basically, I'm just kind of watching it because for the most part, I I've already done enough free motion quilting that I really know the basics of everything she's talking about. But there's always that one little tip that you haven't heard from anywhere else. So I'm, I'm watching all of the episodes. I'm a little better than halfway through now. Um, but I'm not practicing anything while I'm doing it. So I just, it's one of these things when I have, you know, 30 to 45 minutes, however long an episode is, I'll sit and I'll watch an episode. So yes, Noni, I am working on mine. Um, and Jennifer also commented on that same post that she loves the colors for my new five yard uh, quilt. And so do I. It's beautiful. 
And Landscape Lady also left a comment on my post Sunday Progress 9 patch pizzazz. Uh, we were both talking about the fact that we just had our first snow this weekend. Now, for us, nothing stuck. It was just falling from the air, but it was definitely the first snow. Um, and she also said, I accidentally vacuumed up one of my um, quilt blocks as it fell off the design wall. We've all done that. She says, LOL on the vacuuming fabric parts. I'm sure that happens to all of us that are the Eleanor Burns type of quilters that throw caution and fabric to the wind. <laughs> so thank you everybody for your comments. Um, definitely keep commenting. I'm going to be talking to you more now. So I expect that you will also talk more to me. So that's it for this episode. Don't forget the November 11th Google Hangout, um, co-hosted by Katie of KT's, Katie's Quilting Corner. I don't know why I suddenly got so enunciative on that. And Pam of, uh, not Pam of Pants Freesia, Pam of Hip to Be a Square, who is Pants Freesia online. Um, and make sure that you keep an eye out because I am going to be soon announcing my next challenge which if you've been a listener for a couple of years now and you think about what time of year it is, you can probably guess, yes, a new year is coming soon. So there's your hint. Um, that's it for this episode. You know how you can get in touch with me. You can email me at sandyquilts at gmail.com. You can follow my blog. You can follow me on Twitter, Twitter Pinterest, Goodreads. You can um, like us on Facebook, Quilting for the Rest of Us. Join the Flickr group. You can join the Big Tent Quiltcast Supergroup and then the Quilting for the Rest of Us subgroup from there. You can also find me on Thread Bias and Craftsy. Unfortunately, you can't search for people on Craftsy. You just have, have, have to happen upon them when they post a project. Um, I've posted a feature request <laughs> to Craftsy. I'm sure a lot of other people have too. Um, and let's see, oh, and also the Quilting for the Rest of Us Flickr group and the Kiva team. And you will find links for all of that and a whole lot more at www.quiltingfortherestofus.com. And until the next time, go get your quilty on. Thank you, Mom.